You are listening to Talking Home Renovations with a House Maven. Is it time to renovate your house, but you're worried that you don't really know what you're doing? This is an educational and entertaining podcast that will ease your fears. Or maybe you just love hearing about home renovations like I do. I am your host, Catherine McPhail. I am an architect. I practice in Eastern Massachusetts. On the show, I interview other architects, vendors, contractors, and homeowners to gather tips and stories about home renovations. You can learn about materials, systems, sustainable practices, what to expect, what to avoid, and how to make the most of the money that you'll spend on your renovation. My guest this week is Stacy Barber. She is a marketing director for a Boston-based architecture and interior design firm. Stacy is a passion for all things home renovations and design. At age 29, she and her husband bought their first home. It was in need of major TLC, just outside of Boston. Five years and many renovation lessons learned later, they sold their lovingly restored 1930 bungalow. Now they're embarking on another set of renovations for their new-to-them 1901 dream home in a neighborhood they used to only hope they could live in. We had a fun conversation. Stacy's learned a lot, and I hope you will also. Stacy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You got in touch with me because you, I guess you listen to my podcast and you have a story to tell. I do. I'm a big fan of yours. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, I actually found your podcast by just looking on Spotify. Oh. I was looking for a podcast exactly like yours and yours was the only one that came up. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, that's why I did it originally because there wasn't really, yeah. I was looking for one like this too and it didn't exist, so. I thought it would be good for my clients to have something like this. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been binging all your your episodes. Oh, good. I like to hear that. I like to hear that. So what and why? I guess because you're working on your own own thing. Yes. So we we bought a house in, for your listeners that are close to Boston, we bought a house in Quincy back in 2016 and it hadn't been touched since probably the fifties. It needed to be completely renovated. So we renovated it. And five years later, it was pretty much all done. I mean, there could have been some, some more things that we could have done to it, but we were comfortable in it. And um, then I told my husband, I wanted to sell it and buy another fixer upper. Okay. (laughs) So he was very, he was extremely excited about that. Oh, good, good, good. That's, that's the, that's the response you want. No, I'm just kidding. He really wasn't. Oh no, he wasn't. (laughs) No, he was like, we just finished this house and now you want to, now you want to move. But uh, it's just, it's just renovations and design and restoring houses are just such a passion of mine yeah well it's fun and um yeah it's so much fun it's it's hectic but it's fun at the same time yep yeah so you bought your dream house yes in a neighborhood I just never thought we would be able to afford and the reason we are able to afford it is because it is a complete fixer-upper but the other reason is because we bought our our house our other house at at the time I thought that it was so much money I'm like I do not want to spend this much money but looking back now it was such a steal and (laughs) yeah we renovated it and we're able to sell it for a lot more money than we bought it for and able to put that money back into this to this new house so we moved we literally moved a mile away just in a different town but we just love the area that we're in yeah so tell me tell me about the house what's it like so it's, and I know you, you're 
selling your Dutch colonial, it sounds like, but yes. this is a Dutch colonial. <laughs> Well, Built that's in okay. 1901. We were just looking at a new Dutch colonial. I mean, an old, a new to us Dutch colonial this morning. My husband sent it to me as a potential listing. Like another oh, Dutch really? colonial. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have anything against them. They're kind of they're charming in some ways. Depends yeah. on when they were built. Yeah, yeah. I um, I think I just love any type of colonial. I love that traditional feel of the house. So at, at Thanksgiving, I was talking to my mom and my sister. And I was saying that I don't think this will ever happen, but I want to find a Dutch colonial in basically in this neighborhood. And then it was like a couple weeks later, we found this house. So, mm. so yeah, it's from 1901. It is just, it needs a lot of love, mm-hmm. um, a lot of original, original features though, which is so nice. The woodwork is all painted, though. That's the only thing. I wish it wasn't painted, but yeah, uh, it is painted. And um, so far, we've stripped off all the wallpaper. As you can see behind me, it's like... Is that where you are now? That's the bare I'm plaster. I'm in one of the bedrooms. That's a bare plaster yeah. look. Yeah, I recognize that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Bare plaster. And um, yeah, we're starting a renovation. We found this amazing contractor, which we lucked out on he's just wonderful. He hasn't actually started doing anything. <laughs> but <laughs> so I that's just, good. That's why he's still I already maybe. love him so much so far. <laughs> but yeah, so he we're waiting for him to start some of the because we need all new electrical, mm. all new plumbing. Mm. So they're going to be kind of destroying the walls, but I want to keep the plaster walls as much as possible. So so yeah, we're waiting and then we'll plaster the walls after all that stuff happens. Mm. And um yeah, it just needs a lot of love. So I'm I'm really looking forward to the renovations. We're going to try to live through them here, and I don't think that's going to happen. We're definitely going to be going to my parents' house mm. at some point. Yeah. Well, it's good you have that option. Yeah. Are you, are yeah, you replacing he... all the bathrooms? Yes. For this phase one of the renovation, we are replacing the upstairs bathroom because right now it's it's not functioning. We can't use it. Hmm. So that's a good time uh, to do that. Yeah. So, so we're using this tiny, teensy, tiny little addition bathroom downstairs right now. The sink is <laughs> like four inches by four inches. It's like just <laughs> very, t- so washing your face in it oh, is very yeah, that's, difficult. That's always challenging or brushing your teeth and yeah, just water gets everywhere. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, so yeah, we're we're living in that bathroom right now, and um, we're also renovating the kitchen phase one. So that will be a huge undertaking. The whole thing. I mean, are you taking yeah. down walls or anything, or gutting the kitchen? Yeah, we're taking down two walls, but I really wanted to keep the kitchen in the same area. And one thing that just I fell in love with this house is it has a, but- a little butler's pantry. Oh yeah, I love those. Yeah. But, and I really wanted to keep it, but it's basically to, in order to keep the kitchen where it is and to have a functional kitchen, we need to use that butler's pantry for the kitchen space and open up those walls. Yeah. Which is really sad to me. I really wanted to, to make it like a little moody, dark butler's pantry, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it, it just, functionality is just as important as the you know the aesthetics of of the space so 
so yeah, we're renovating that and um, doing some stuff to the basement and that's phase one. There will be many phases to this house, but I'm hoping that this is our long-term house. So yeah. Um, yeah. Well, 1901 Dutch colonial, that must be pretty heavy on the interior trim and thing like the detail, right? Is it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I just love a house from that era from the around 1900 to 1920. Yeah. We, we, um, our last house was a bungalow and it was built in 1930. And I didn't realize that I thought they were basically from the same time period, but I feel like 30 years does make a little bit of a difference mm. with a house, even though they're right. kind of, but um, you can definitely tell this house is older than our prior house. If you think about like 1930 to 1960, that's a huge difference in, yes. in housing and housing styles and quality of usually the quality of the house, you know? Yeah. So was your uh, yeah. was your bungalow, was it a um, like a kit house or was it a custom house or was it like, are there a lot of bungalows like it in your old neighborhood? There were, a, yes, there were a bunch of, um, I, I heard from neighbors that the neighborhood was based on them building out these houses for the quarry workers mm. back in the day. Interesting. Uh, I don't know if that's actually true, but it was definitely a small, the house was only 900 square feet. It was one floor, 900 square feet. Mm. And then we, in order to get my husband to buy the house, <laughs> um, I told him we would finish the basement to add more space. So we completely finished the basement and added, I would say about at least 500 square feet of finished space there. Mm. And so, yeah. What was your biggest challenge with that one, with that renovation? The basement was absolutely the biggest challenge with that one. We we kind of did it backwards too because I feel like most people would probably finish their basement last, but that was one of the first things we did mm. moving in. Um, so we were living in a – we didn't renovate our kitchen. Our kitchen was from probably 1950, and it had like two cabinets in it. Mm -hmm. So we lived like that for three years with that kitchen. While the basement was being done, it took us probably two and a half years to finish that basement mm. because we just didn't do it in the right way. We um, had f friends helping us and it, we almost lost friendships. Yep. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Why? Because, you know, we're, yeah, we're, we're paying them and, you know, beer and throwing a couple dollars at them, but they have families, they have lives. They don't want to be doing this on their time off. So mm. um, they were extremely nice to help us. And then by the end, we actually had to hire out to finish the electrical and plumbing. Yeah. And the other thing is we used contractors that I just didn't get a good vibe from, mm. from the beginning. They actually might, they had worked on some stuff from my parents' house and then they did some stuff for my grandmother's house. So they were like in our family, like mm. working on stuff. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that we had friends as we were like contracting out to our friends to help with like electrical and plumbing. And they were, pro they were like having to wait on us for that type of stuff. Oh yeah. And yeah. They don't like that. I'm sure that had a big thing to do with it, but they just like, by the end they were done. They did not want to do it anymore. So, um. But luckily after that, I, I found a, um, amazing contractor. He was actually my sister-in-law's 
friend's dad who helped us with the kitchen renovation. Some like we had to completely rebuild our front porch. So that was, that was great. And and when you find a trustworthy contractor, you just hang on to them with all your money. Yeah, yeah that's true. Is that who's going to be working on your new house? No, actually it was no. actually I texted him when we were closing on this house, just asking him, but he hadn't done work on our house in a couple of years. So I hadn't talked to him since then. Mm. And he actually retired. He, he wasn't going to do it anymore. And I was like, Oh no, what, what are we going to do? Because it's so hard to find a contract, especially mm. now. I know it is. It's, yeah. It's nearly impossible, but I went to Norfolk kitchen and bath. So basically a kitchen to talk about cabinets and they recommended this contractor um to us and he's just been great so far good um so that's been good but yeah anyways going going back to the basement um yeah it was just it was just a lot and the contractor didn't want to pull permits oh so i had to pull permits okay i don't love that yeah i don't love that no and then and then our friends had to pull like the electrical and plumbing that was a whole another thing it just it took two and a half years and it was so stressful because it was just a construction zone down there and we were waiting to finish that to do other projects. So that yeah. was definitely a lesson. I Because one of them is actually like he offered to help with some electrical stuff here. One of I'm the like, friends? Yeah, one of the uh, friends. Uh, <laughs> like, like, no, oh, no. <laughs> I just don't. It just. Yeah, it's just it's just too much and not to do that anymore. But yeah. um, was he an electric? Is he an electrician? A licensed electrician? Your friend? Licensed electrician. Yeah. Hmm. Well, maybe he felt like he yeah. had to ask you, and so maybe he's relieved. You said you said no. Yeah. Yeah. Y- yeah. It's too much. Well, how would but, you do um, that basement differently if you had it to do over? I think I would. I would just hire it out. The whole thing. Or do we? Some things we did. I think right. Like some things we. Like we laid the flooring ourselves and we painted things like that. And I think I would still do that because that was cost savings and that's something that we can actually do. Mm -hmm. But I would have absolutely, I remember a contractor coming to look at the space and him giving us a price and saying that he wasn't going to work with our friends on the, he was like, no, I want to have my own subs and things like that. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, get out of here. And I probably would have went with going <laughs> you didn't back exactly now. say that, I'm sure. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely not. <laughs> no. I was like, wonderful. <laughs> and then I just never, you know, never contacted him after that. But it right. was fine. I'm sure he didn't want the project anyways. But yeah, I, I would have, I probably would have trusted him a little bit more. And the price he gave us, which I thought was just astronomical, actually turned out that was the price that we ended up paying with everything mm. or pretty close to it. So it just, yeah. yeah, that, that was definitely, so now we're, we're going to hire out and only do things that we can, we obviously, we can't do electrical. We can't do plumbing. When I say we, I mean my husband and I, mm-hmm. so, but we can do painting and we can lay flooring and we can do some minimal tile work and things like that. So those are the things that we can do. And if a friend wants to help us with that, Mm -hmm. then that's great. But to actually rely on them to do the work is just not, it, it doesn't, 
friendships are too important. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And also, to do that. Also, it's just hard to sub in, no matter even friend or not friend. It's hard to sub in an electrician if you're using a contractor because they want to use their own subs for their scheduling and all the rest of it. So it, it can yes. create problems too. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So what's phase two on your new house? Do you have big plans? Uh, also, you know what? I wanted to ask if, are you designing this? Our last house, I, I did design it. This house, I actually, because we actually have some money, where as opposed to the last house, that was our first house. Mm-hmm. We have some money this time. I'm actually able to get a little bit of help with designing. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so we went to a kitchen place to get, you know, just because it's a tough area to design. And I feel like I would really have to live in it in order to figure out exactly what we need, mm-hmm. um, which I am, we are living in it now, but we had to start the process earlier because everything's just so far out. It's, they're telling us 10 weeks for kitchen cabinets and two weeks. months for windows. Oh my gosh, really? I'm what? sure it's. That's kind of fast. It seems like on both of those. Yeah. We'll see. I'm we'll see. expecting them not to. We did go to, a, um, recently when we went to an appliance store and I was so surprised that they had appliances in stock. Mm, um, that's good. GE mid range. Yeah. So, <laughs> they, it, but they told us absolutely get these. I know that they know that we don't need them right now because we're waiting on the cabinets and things like that. But they said, get them delivered right now, because if not, someone else will take them. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to just, yeah, we'll have competitive some appliances uh, com- com- appliance market out there. Like people yeah. like, yeah, you, you'll just have them in your living room. That's fine. They're probably yeah. nice boxes. You could decorate them. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Paint them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now a word from our sponsor. Systems and standard operating procedures. You already know that's how to build a profitable business and find the freedom you want. You need systems and procedures, but you struggle with choosing which systems you need most and how to implement those systems quickly so you can get back to doing what you love most. The Designing Your Business Masterclass series was created by acclaimed architect and business consultant Douglas Teeger, FAIA, to help fellow architects and engineers run their firms more profitably while maintaining a healthy work-life balance. Douglas grew from a solo practitioner to become managing partner of his 30-plus person firm and then later sold his firm so he can do what he does today, helping architects be more successful at Teeger Consulting. On the third Wednesday of every month, Douglas dives deep into an essential topic that will strengthen the profitability of your firm and make it sustainable for growth in the years to come. Register now for the next Designing Your Business Masterclass with Douglas Teeger at bqe.com masterclass and start implementing powerful systems for the profitability you need and the freedom you want. Every live masterclass session includes AIA continuing education credit. And when you visit bqe.com masterclass, you'll have access to the full library of past sessions on demand. The Designing Your Business Masterclass is free and is brought to you by our friends at BQE, the makers of BQE Core, the software that makes it easy to manage your projects and people for maximum productivity and ultimate profitability. Register now for the next Designing Your Business Masterclass at bqe.com masterclass. That's bqe.com masterclass. Now back to our conversation. Phase two. So phase two will be... I can't decide if phase two is the exterior Mm. yet, which I think it will be, or if phase two will be, we have a second bathroom and like an entry area and um, like some other things in the basement. We have like a semi-finished room and stuff like that. 
yeah, so that will that would be phase two. But I, I'm thinking it would be more of the exterior where we have to do some painting and the deck is kind of falling off the house. <laughs> we have to do all new landscaping and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, I'm thinking that will probably be more phase two. Mm. It just depends on what happens with the bathroom because it's on the fritz right now. <laughs> the- so if it goes before then, then we'll have to we'll have to change it. I so guess the bathroom you're using right now because the one upstairs doesn't work is on the fritz. So hopefully it'll yes, hopefully it'll survive until until you get the new bathroom in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 concerning. <laughs> but <laughs> well, nothing's happening. We're yet. in it. You can you can rent a porta potty with a um like a sink in it, or and then join yeah. a gym that has a shower. Of yeah, you know the gym. I, it is such a pain though. So I hope it I hope it doesn't. Yeah, it's, stop working it's before. Been, yeah, it's it's been tough, but um, but we're getting through it. So, <laughs> so how's your husband feel now about the whole thing? It sounds like he'll have less to do this time. Yeah, so he actually, with our first house, he didn't. First off, he didn't want to buy it, and mm. I had to convince him by telling him we would turn the basement into finished space so that he could have his friends down there to watch football games, <laughs> <laughs> but. He didn't want to buy it. And then by the end of the time we were there, I had to, again, reconvince him to find another house to move to because he fell in love with it so much. Mm. He just absolutely loved it. But the good thing about it is that he had trouble envisioning a space because when he first walked through that first house, he was like overwhelmed and couldn't visualize it. Mm -hmm. But now that we've actually been through it, he can see what this this new house can be yeah so we're settling in we we do like it here um obviously it's not like living in a finished house (laughs) (laughs) it's a little bit rough right now um the kitchen especially we have again it's basically a replica of our kitchen at our last house it has I don't know why they it's like one cabinet with a sink I do wonder how they (laughs) how they lived like that and I don't mean I know I sound so um you know, how did they live like that? But how yeah. did they live like that with just a freestanding, often I see freestanding stove. So there's nowhere to put anything on either yes. side of the stove. And then maybe a refrigerator over there. And then, yeah, like a sink with a, a sink base and like three cabinets. Where's all the stuff? Did they have furniture in there? I don't know, I guess. Yeah, like hutches and things. You know, those things mm-hmm. you see a lot around at flea markets. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to cook in a situation like that, though. Yeah, it's it's we're not really able to do much cooking right now luckily we do have a stove and have the refrigerator so we're able to to make some food but (laughs) definitely not making like three course meals in there (laughs) no doesn't sound like it (laughs) it looks like your furniture is all moved in though furniture is moved in yeah my mom tried to make me feel better by saying oh it looks so much better in here with your furniture (laughs) (laughs) like no um yeah furniture is moved in It's really just the walls that have to be taken care of, I guess. And I actually skim coated the walls at our last house, Mm -hmm. but I'm just, there's so much more wall space here that needs to be done that I'm just a little bit overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So we're getting a quote for that. That that color that your walls are now that uh, is the color my bedroom was for, our bedroom was for like five or six or maybe even eight years because we... You know, we moved in after it was stabilized and then just didn't do stuff after we got there because I was busy and but it was yeah. it was um it felt so good to finally paint it. 
Because that color is like somehow just sucks the life out of the room in a way. Yeah. That's it does. Yeah. Anyway. It does. It will make such a big difference once it's painted. Yeah. I also notice like when I'm in here talking on Zoom with <laughs> I work in here. I've claimed this room for my own because I have like my clothes in here and I work in here sometimes if, when I'm working from home and when I'm on a Zoom call, I'm just like I blend into the walls, <laughs> my skin. That's color. true. It is kind of the same as your skin color. But luckily you have your hair to frame your face. So it's not yes. blending in. <laughs> yeah. Well, when when you were looking for a house to fix up, did you find that um the realtors I've spoken to say that people don't really want old houses. And, you know, you might mm-hmm. know I'm kind of don't understand that at all. But did you mm. did you find that when you were looking? Is it did they try to steer you toward newer finished no. houses? No. So the last one we did, we used my cousin as a realtor and she's no longer doing it. Sorry, my prior house. And she absolutely was trying to steer us towards a finished house, the area. She she didn't like the like. She was trying to get us to look in a certain area, a certain house that we could afford that was at least somewhat finished. Um, yeah. Absolutely trying to steer us, and we so pushed back the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we went to an open house, and it was a beautiful house. It was kind of like this. It needed to be completely renovated. It was probably slightly older than this house, and I absolutely fell in love with it. Um, but we weren't like at the point where we were actually looking to bid on a house. We were just like st- very much so starting the process. So we found the realtor there who was doing the open house. We connected with her and we were telling her like what area we were looking in. And she specialized in that area. And then we set up a call to talk and then she completely ghosted us. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So I was like, what? Okay. What is happening? Um, so what I did is I went on realtor website that she was a part of because they specialized in the Milton area. And I mm. just looked at the different realtors and I found one that sounded nice and I reached out to her and it actually worked out so great. She, she was totally on board with buying an older, I think she had just recently bought an old house herself and mm-hmm. she was renovating. So she was completely on board with it. It, it just, it just worked out and, um, she was great. But anyways, we, she, she, I think we got the house because she had kind of tried to develop a relationship with the person that was trying to sell this house, mm. which was great. And, um, they were actually people that bid over the price that we bid on this house, but we ended up getting it because the other people that were higher than us, um, I don't know how many more there were, there might've been just one, there might've been a couple more, but they were trying to flip the house Yeah, and, and we were like, don't you want someone that's going to restore this house and love this house and live in it? Mm-hmm. And so they ended up going with us, even though we weren't the highest bid. Yeah, that's how we got and this one, too, I think, because we weren't going to flip it. We were just going to live here. So we weren't, yeah. the high, we weren't the highest either. And now that it's now that I'm selling it again, I would rather not. I, I, I would love to have a um, maybe like a young family who wants to live in this and love this house and stay here for a while rather than a flipper. Yeah. Have you put it on the market yet? No, it's going on the market in a few weeks, I guess. I don't even know when because there's pre-sale stuff. I don't know. It's it's super, it's hard to live in a house that is going on the market because there's painting being done in the, you know, like I told you, I was staying in this hotel because 
my daughter and I and one of the cats is staying in a hotel, are staying in a hotel because we can't use the upstairs. And there are only, there's boxes all over the place downstairs. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere for us to sleep here, all of us. So, yeah, yeah, we have to leave. And then once you start painting one area, the area next to it looks like, oh, we should paint that. And then before you know it, it's like yeah. thousands and thousands of dollars on painting and like, oh, Anyway, yes. And, and then it's just moving lo- my stuff out. Yeah, it's a lot. So are you are you moving all your furniture out before yeah. well, the, you put on the market? A lot of it. A lot of yeah. it. The five of us have been living here for 14 years, and it's full of books and stuff. It was a hoarder house, so maybe maybe the spirit of the house just leads to accumulation <laughs> of clutter. I don't know. But yeah, so the, yeah, the yeah. movers are coming Tuesday. Like the floor people are, we can finally walk on the floors on Saturday. Movers Tuesday. Then the second round of painting Thursday. And then the photographs and the whole. Yes. You know, it's hard to get my work done in between it's, all this packing. It's a whole process. And I noticed that I was cleaning every day. Mm. to try to because you have people you have open houses but then you also have people coming over to look at it yeah it's it's so, so it's stressful. a lot also, it's a lot of work it is a lot of work and p- part of what I do is is um I feel like I'm here in on this earth maybe to to just fix yeah. up houses give them a second life so yeah. I guess it's the best thing I can do is just to get it together and launch it off freshly painted yeah and um you know and oh, someone else will enjoy it or probably paint over it yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. Someone might, because when we were moving, I was covering up all the holes from that we had hangings on the wall and repainting and everything. But yeah, they could have just been going in there and just repainting themselves and right. the color they prefer. So, yeah, exactly. And then what am I painting? Yeah. I'm painting it gray. And I don't know if you heard the episode with no. the, paint, the paint diva. <laughs> I know. And my, I had a red bathroom and we painted that gray. And my daughter's like, that's so boring. Why do we have to make this house boring? Like, cause people like boring, but it was reminded me of the, um, talking to the paint diva and she was talking about how everybody paints their house gray. So, and I felt like, but right now I feel like gray is, I don't know, maybe, maybe people do still, but our house was gray at our last house, um, but, gray, but it was I like a like very a light painting it gray yeah I know I do too but it was a very very it was almost like a white yeah yeah this one I mean, it would be a very very light gray and also oh gotcha okay you know I I tried to paint my kitchen gray but it turned out light blue because of oh yeah because of whatever it was that the paint diva told me why uh that happened <laughs> so you know what maybe I should just listen to that episode and listen what what paint color she recommends right yeah have to listen to that again see what she said and just go with that. Yeah, I am. Um, so I'm very much like m- my style is very traditional and I like to kind of play it safe with colors and stuff like that. But um, I went to one of my so I work in the architecture industry. Yeah. It, and uh, I went to one of my f- one of my really good friends houses yesterday for her birthday. And she's the most talented designer well, I shouldn't say that. She is one of the most <laughs> talented designers I know. And um, she's just such a creative person. And her house, they bought a beautiful old house is from, I think it's from like the early 1800s, mm-hmm. but it's a beautiful house in this quaint neighborhood. And they're, they've been renovating it for a couple of years now, but she has so much like in her living room, she has a deep navy 
color and it's all like it's on the ceilings it's on the walls Mm. but it's and you would think it but it's so it's just so beautiful like she has just deep rich colors in her house that I would be scared to do in my house but when I go there I'm like should I (laughs) do this because it's so it's just so nice yeah it's beautiful I love that. And um, I think my um, my husband, I don't think, listens to this podcast, so I can reveal this secret move I'm yeah. about to do, which is that when we get our new house, I'm, I'm hoping maybe we can hire an interior designer so that oh yeah, um, the interior designer will be the one to suggest to him that maybe we should do all navy and paint the ceiling navy, something like that. Yeah. And he's, I think, also she would be able to, I'm assuming it'll be a she, she or he will be able to um, pull it all together in a way that I just want to look like I have a grown up house before I die. You know, mm-hmm. like this could be my last house. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and so far it's been like, um, I've said, well, I have kids, so I can't really do that. And it's just been, a, you know, you don't walk in and think this is so curated and beautiful. I mean, it's more like yeah. exuberant. I do have exuberance going on. But yeah, it's yeah. just, I, I think it's worth hiring an interior, for me to hire an interior designer to help me with that, to pull it all yeah, together. They'll, yeah, they'll make it cohesive and yeah. But what you want. I'm sure they'll take your opinion and oh, yeah, into account will. with your is, house. I could love so many different things. It's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. So there's so many great styles that I could embrace. But so before yeah. before we go, would what are like, yeah. would you say the top three, the top three lessons you might have learned? during your time with your first house, maybe not the second house. It doesn't have to be three. It could be however many. Um, I would say find a reliable contractor is number one. That is someone that you actually trust. If you get kind of a bad feeling from the beginning, then yeah, something's going on there. Yeah. I say trust your gut. I always say that, but yeah, if you're feeling, yes, even if it's inconvenient to find another one. Yeah. And one of the other big lessons learned is that, as I was saying earlier, is I wouldn't rely on friends mm-hmm. with these big renovations. It's different when they maybe they come over for a day to help paint or yeah, something the like that. Off but or something. Yeah. Yeah. And just, I think another thing is just go with what you, when you're designing your house, go with what you like. I feel like so many people think they have to stay within like, they want to do farmhouse. So they like look for farmhouse stuff, but you get what you like and don't be like following rules too much. What makes you happy is it's your house, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just have fun with it. And, you know, you kind of always have like certain things in the back of your mind about what not to do. I can't think of a good example right now, but just have fun with it and do go with what you like. Yeah. And another thing I was just thinking that you mentioned was that, I mean, pretty much it's going to cost how much it's going to cost. So if people are trying to find an, a less expensive contractor, it's probably, I mean, you hear over and over again about how it ended up being the same price as the more expensive contractor that you originally hired. So as long as it's kind of yeah. similar services offered by the contractor, you're not going to be able to save that much by going with, and it could be a, a big, big problem going with less yes. expensive the one that comes up with a less expensive bid. So yeah, going yeah. with one you trust and that you like is important. Exactly. It's a long relationship. Yes. Yeah. It is a long relationship. And there's always going to be things that come up. Like I'm hopefully going to be able to use this contractor we found for 
phase two and phase three and phase four of this house. So mm. it's definitely a long relationship. <laughs> Wait a minute. What's three and four? You didn't mention that, those. Yeah, I would love to like re- down the line. I would love to raise the ceilings upstairs. Mm. We've amazing height in the attic space, but that's like very much years from now. I would love to build a um, ensuite as well upstairs, but again, that will be phase twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think you'll you think you'll last in the house until phase twenty, or do you think once you're done with, let's say, phase two, you're going to get the urge to go tackle another another house? I don't know because. The last house, what spurred me on to buy a new house and convince my husband to buy a new house was I was so like, I know this sounds really bad and like, I don't have any friends or anything, but I would just be so bored on the weekends. Like Mm. I love, I love working on my house on the weekends. Like obviously visiting friends and family and other things like that. Movies and things you like to do. Yeah. But that's what you like to do. That's all right. That's what I like to do. And not to have that, just to have it basically all fixed up. Mm. We'll see. I'm, I'm, you know, life may change that path and we'll see how this goes. But when we saw this house, it was, we were thinking long-term just because of the layout and the size and the neighborhood, Mm. but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, good luck. Good luck with it. Thank you so much. Maybe you'll have to come back on once you're done after phase two. I don't know if I'll still be here, but if you're still here and I'm still here, you're, you should come back on and, and give us a recap. Absolutely. Thank you to BQE, the makers of BQE core for their support of this podcast episode. Visit bqe.com slash masterclass to register for the next Designing Your Business Masterclass. Thanks for listening. I hope you subscribe to this podcast. If you don't, please head over to wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. And if you have time to write a review, that would be so helpful. Please contact me for any reason at thehousemaven at talkinghomerenovations.com. I love to hear from people. You can also join my Facebook group, which is Talking Home Renovations Together. And I'm on there with a bunch of people who have also been on the show, have been guests on the show and other architects and homeowners and contractors. And so we can just talk about whatever issues people might have right there in the Facebook group. If you're on Clubhouse, come join me 10 a.m. Eastern Saturday mornings. There is so much information on my website, which is TalkingHomeRenovations.com. Head over there for transcripts, episode enhancements, other information. You want to be a guest? That's where you'll find that information in the application. This podcast is a member of Gable Media, which is the largest AEC network on the planet. Check out the other content on the network at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L-M-E-D-I-A.com. This podcast is a production of my architecture firm, Demios Architects, where we believe architects are for everyone. Until next time, take care.